bring everyone together for a great time with the Nintendo Switch system. Get the whole family in on the fun with exciting games that everyone can enjoy, like Super Mario Bros. Wonder, Animal Crossing, New Horizons, and more. Nintendo Switch has three different play modes all in one system. Play in TV mode, tabletop mode, or handheld mode when you're on the go. Visit nintendo.com slash us slash switch to learn more. Games rated E for everyone. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card, issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval terms apply. I'm Gary O'Reilly. And I'm Chuck Nice. And this is Playing playing With with Science. Science. Today, we serve up the NFL's take on sports nutrition and conditioning with the Manhattan Sports Medicine, New York Jets, and Boston Red Sox nutritionist, Glenn Tobias, Miami Dolphins strength and conditioning coach, Dave Beluca, and sports performance director, Wayne Diesel. Yeah, and we're also going to liberally sprinkle in some tasty morsels from Jets quarterback, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ravens offensive lineman, John Urschel, and... And former Rans and Redskins star, now actor, Terry Crews, all cooked up to perfection. You see what I'm doing here? Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm doing here? Uh, by our own master chef, Neil deGrasse Tyson. But don't worry if you think you couldn't possibly digest all of that in one sitting. We, on Playing With Science, guarantee, totally guarantee, it is calorie Free. And we're going to stop with those references right now because we're, joining, we're probably we're probably freaking him out with these little references. Joining us in studio today, Glenn Tobias. Hey, man, how's it going? Very good. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Hey, oh, thanks pleasure, for being Glenn. here. Thank you. Uh, you know, before we get going, Glenn, uh, you know, one of the things we always do with the show is we start off with a clip that kind of demonstrates what we're talking about for the topic of the day. Okay. And so uh, we've chosen something very special. We've got two clips back to back, and it's kind of a look at how the athlete has changed over the years. And then we'll talk about how nutrition has played a part in that. So let's take a look at the first clip, which is the Atlanta Falcons playing the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, the quarterback throws over the middle to the tight end. And this play looks like it takes forever. Go ahead and cue that up. So here they are on this set, and uh, it's a fake to the fullback. Johnson. And there it is, to Johnson. Tight end now and has the ball. Off. And looks like he's taking a stroll in the park. Yards. It's Just hard a- to believe that this tape has not been doctored the because Dallas they team. look as if they're moving so slowly. Yeah, it's a 34-yard play, <laughs> and the tight end feels like he took like a minute to run 34 yards. And now here they are from a different angle, and uh, as you can see, uh, the play's unfolding. Here's the ball over the middle. Tight end has it. He's, and I mean, this guy looks like he is putting every effort possible. He's huffing. And still it looks like, it looks like they're swimming through pea soup. 
Yes. <laughs> it's funny. Seriously. At ground yes, level, he will have the feeling that he is travelling at the speed of light. Exactly. But and from that, that you camera would think, angle, right, when, when you're on ground level, yeah. right, Gary, you would think the play would look even faster because you're seeing it from that vantage point. Yeah. All right. So now, let's take a look at the second clip, Glenn. And uh, this, I believe, is Detroit Lions, and it's an end zone to end zone play to Megatron. Need I say more? Let's cue that and see what we got. The Lions Here now we go. near the back of their own end zone. Not good. Dangerous territory for Dan Orlovsky. <laughs> now this this clip looks Logan like it's on fast forward Calvin compared Johnson. to the other. Calvin Johnson, right? Megatron. And, and now finally they find wow. the big man who has it for six. Now, did you see that? The whole play took like seven seconds. So the one play, it takes a guy like ten seconds for the play to unfold, and it's a 34-yard play over the middle. Right. Here is end zone to end zone. The whole thing takes eight seconds. And it's a touchdown yeah. to Calvin Johnson, Megatron. Moving a lot faster. Moving. And so a lot faster. this is what has happened. To Where does that come from? I know, is it because athletes are more powerful now or because there's a whole construction behind the evolution of football players? Absolutely. I mean, you have to think that nutrition is the energy in. And it's a 24-hour game. Mm. Whereas when you're practicing and you're on a field, whether it be baseball or football or what, ha what have you, you, you're putting in the effort at that time. But now, really, the nutrition aspect is all the time. And you fuel the machine better, you get better output. And that's a prime example. That's funny. So now, when you are, you, because you're, 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 you're playing with, um, playing with, you're working with. Correct, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's fun. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's always fun. It's always. <laughs> <laughs> but you're working with uh, professional baseball players and professional football players. Um, is there a difference in the approach to nutrition for different sports? I think uh, for all sports, you're just really working with the athlete, and depending on what their needs are, mm. their their age is a big component. Oh, their height, their weight, what position they play, at what sport. Uh -huh. So everything, what country they're from, what part of this country they're from. So it's a whole cultural thing. Yeah. It's a holistic. Everything, because what what your grandma made you when you were little makes you feel comfortable and warm and fuzzy. You're gonna always go to that. Now I can't stop thinking about my grandma. Okay. Oh. You take a trip okay. down memory lane. <laughs> we are going to catch up with Neil deGrasse Tyson and see what else he had to say with Jets quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick. Let's check it out. In football, other than what may have been developments in, in equipment, do you see any other ways that science has touched the game since you first came out of college back in 05? So it's now 11 years. What have you seen? How about in training as well? I mean, just uh, nutrition. That's probably the biggest advancement. I, you know, I'm 12 years in now, and you're an old timer, right? 12 years. I'm the oldest guy on the team. <laughs> you have to sound exasperated. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, but I mean, I, these guys now, the way the way that you are taught to take care of your body, uh, all the different people that are on staff to help us, whether it's a team nutritionist or not just one strength coach, but very specific strength coaches based on your position and what you're doing. Um, it definitely, they've got it tailored down to a science now. And for me, like, you know, I don't know, I like to go eat a cheeseburger and fries, you know, but that's, that's not acceptable anymore. Um, you know, these guys are fueling their bodies and already world-class athletes, but even honing it in that much more, you know, one thing that we do that didn't really 
exist when I came into the league. There's a thing called a bod pod. And you sit in and it gives you an accurate assessment of your body fat percentage. And so, uh, you know, I'm 34 years old. I'm, I'm kind of on the tail end. So that's like a, a death march for me to have to go step into the bod pod and see how, how fat I've become. Because the hamburger you ate last night, that shows up like right right exactly there's a hamburger right there (laughs) exactly wow busted yeah exactly (laughs) in front of the nutritionist (laughs) right in front of the nutritionist uh but but it's funny you guys actually started talking in the same terms when he was talking about these world-class athletes who are fueling their bodies right so is this more of a, a life philosophy that you have to adopt when you're a player it goes more into being a professional there. I have high school students I work with collegiate and professional. The, the more you get into it, the more you get into it and the more, you, the longer you want to stay doing it. If that's your livelihood, mm. then there is really less of an off season, if you will, mm-hmm. irrelevant of sport. Gotcha. There is no off season. There's no off season. You're always training. You're so, always trying to get better. Right. You're always fueling. So what, output. what's been the biggest break, breakthrough? in nutrition in the last, say, 10, 15 years? Because if that clip, we, we saw them from 1966. Sure. I mean, the knowledge then, as opposed to the knowledge in the 80s and the 80s to now, right. must be a gulf, or is there? Well, I mean, there's definitely advancements. I mean, years ago, the guys would eat you know, steak and eggs, and that was right. that's what they ate, and they ate yeah. as much of it as they could. Mm-hmm. Now it's about timing. Really? It's about balancing of the meal, protein, fat, and carb ratios. Mm-hmm. It's about supplementation. It's about a whole, you take in sleep, hydration. Yes. So now those are two different, and so now you consider that part of nutrition Absolutely. then. Absolutely. Because this is one of the biggest, um, I won't say, it's not a controversy. We know now that sleep is extremely important. But it's critical. As, as we have done more and more yeah. um, studies on sleep, you see increased performance. For sure. Uh, so is there, can, can, can it go too far? Can I sleep too much? And say you like do anything too much, you can. you can ruin a good thing always. Yeah, right, but in general, if you're not sleeping enough, uh, your you know your testosterone levels can drop. Uh-huh. Uh, you're not going to be able to function properly, so you can't be optimal. There's a big difference between survival and optimization in an athlete. So uh-huh. if I've gone sleep deprivation, we'll go that far and call it that. You turn and I come to you and say, hey, I'm not sleeping as well as, as I a should. professional as a professional athlete. Okay, mm-hmm. is there a series of foodstuffs that you? That you say, have these, these, I, I know, and these. I know where you're going, but yeah. I would actually back it out and say, what time are you off of your iPhone? Right. Because that's probably a, that light that, blasting in your face, yeah. and then you're going to try to go to sleep, and you can't, and then you're going to wonder why. So there's so much involved. Mm. I'm not going to go with a but quick there, fix food for you. But, but could yeah. there be dietary uh, contributions to sleep deficits, uh, to insomnia? <laughs> like, for instance, I, I can't drink coffee after 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I, and I don't know why, but if I have a cup of coffee at 3 o'clock, I am not going to bed until 2 a.m. That's all there is to it, unless I take something. You also just said that, so you're making it so. Really? That's a big part of it, too. Do you think so? Absolutely. Absolutely. If you say it, it is. So I would say that's probably not the case, but I don't really recommend anybody to drink uh, a lot of caffeine. Okay. Because right? of the adrenal but gland fatigue and just different things that can is happen. It melatonin? Melatonin. You can find in some sort of cherries. Yeah, absolutely. Tart can, cherry juice, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Natural melatonin. Very powerful anti-inflammatory. Great for athletes. How mu- how, okay. Go ahead. So how Go much ahead. of what we put in our bodies as everyday human beings sure. or elite athletes, can you, as a nutritionist, affect 
by planting seeds like, you know what, how much time are you spending on your phone? And if you say it's so, it's so. The mental aspect of the, the, the diet, the nutrition. Mental nutrition. Well, mental yeah. nutrition is everything because when, when you don't feel well, what do you want to eat? Nothing. Uh, I want no. I want to eat <laughs> terrible stuff. Right. You just yeah. when you when you're at home and yeah. it's snowing. You, yes. You want, you want cookies, you want ice cream, and, and cookies. Sure. Just absolutely. Junk, that makes you feel good. But in my mind, See? it's snowing all the time. There you go. It's a blizzard in this room. God, I want some cookies. <laughs> Cheer up. Okay. So, <laughs> no, the, the mental game is is huge because you right. have to take the deliciousness out of the equation, if you will. But if, as a professional, yeah. mm -hmm. if you want to stay a professional and mm -hmm. you want to leave when you're ready to leave and you want to. Avoid as many injuries as possible. And fueling is critical because cool. the, be the better you fuel, the better you will perform. Uh, in so, your work with sorry, ahead, Chuck, ahead, in your ahead, work with the Jets, um, is it just a broad spectrum of foodstuffs that, hey, guys, lunchtime, go and fill up? Or do you specifically tailor diets according to position? Well, well, that, good man. I was just about to sorry, How do you, you personalize? It's, yeah. it's, do you personalize for individual players? I personalize it for any of the professional athletes that I work with. Wow. That's yeah. a lot of work. It is. But everybody's different. Like I said earlier, what part of this country did you come from? Or what other country did you come from? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Matters. Mm -hmm. That's going to be the food choices that you're going to pick yeah. when I'm not with you. Now, is that because you want to show somebody a smart way to make food choices? Because, like, for instance, let's just say mm, I love pierogies. Okay? okay. Right? Who doesn't? Now, now I you've pasta lost with me. potato. Right. Straight <laughs> over the top. It's, I, it's, <laughs> it's pasta stuffed with potato. Yeah. And so, deliciousness. I grew up eating pierogies. Okay. 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 Now, you know that when I'm not with Glenn Tobias, my nutritionist, I am scarfing down some pierogies. I will show you how to eat pierogies every day that fits into our programming for your goals. Because I can't tell you you can't eat them. Because as an adult, do you like to be told what to do? Well, Does depends. anybody like to? No. How much am I paying by the hour? There you go. <laughs> and, but, then, but then you get to leave her. <laughs> but the point is, no one likes to be told. And if I tell you, you're not going to want to stick with that. So I make deals with, with all the people that I work with, mm. all the athletes. I make deals. So if you can have a couple of pierogi every day, is that good? Uh, yes, it is. There you go. So right. now use that as a carb, and we're, that's your starch for the meal. Here's a thought for you, Glenn. Have you come across any of the elite athletes who have allergies sure. that really create a barrier to what they need to achieve in their nutrition and their daily diet? Allergies, yes. A barrier, no. That's what I do is I see what your issues are. Mm -hmm. And then you get, by, get beyond them. Move right around them. Right. So, so here's another question, which, okay, maybe a little silly, but now that you brought up allergies, yeah. have you ever had the knowledge of a player on an opposite team having allergies and then weaponized food, like send him a little peanut butter and jelly sandwich, like that guy's not playing today. <laughs> Where is your mind going? That, that's a great question. Yeah. Uh, I have never weaponized food. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just as, saying. As opposed to throwing a sandwich at somebody. When you're angry, every, yeah. you just yeah, throw whatever's yeah. around. I get yeah. that. No, I'm but just saying, you might want to think about it. Might want to think about I'll, it. You know what I'll I mean? Put that, I'll put yeah. that down. Thank you. Is there a, is there a sort of training week strategy for nutrition with your players? Training week? Yeah, so from post-game, the day after a oh. game, come in, and up until the day before, it's standardized. Yeah, and should I eat something different? A, a, a game build-up? Like, after the game, should I eat something different now that I've spent myself and I've been beat Absolutely. up all? Absolutely. You're yeah. going to want to definitely eat a lot more carbohydrates than most people think because mm. you have to replace the glycogen that your muscles just expend. Ah. Yeah. 
so just spent. So then you also want a, a nice high quality protein as well. The G, GI carbs? The Gly glycemic index. Right. Yes. Right. So I don't deal with glycemic index, and I'll tell you why. Please do. Ooh. Nobody eats one food at one time, and that's what the glycemic so index is, is about. about right. mm. I deal with glycemic load. How does that meal right. affect right. the insulin response? Yeah. Because you eat meals, correct? Okay. Everybody mm. does. No one eats one thing. All right, so let's talk about that with respect to recovery then. Sure. All right, yeah. so here I am. Gary brought up training. So mm -hmm. it's my weight day. I'm in. I'm, I'm working out. I'm working out. Sure. Okay. Um, so now what do you do for something like that well, as the, opposed to the day, game day? Well, here's a good, great question for you guys real quick. Oh. What's the most important meal of the day? Breakfast. Don't say breakfast. Don't say breakfast. Nope. Okay, how about brunch? Because no. it's fabulous. All right, I'm, I'm sorry about that. It's all right. <laughs> just, just, because we betrayed our ignorance, put no, us out of our misery. The, the, the Wait, no, I just want to keep guessing meals now. Okay. <laughs> Is it snack time? No, I don't use the uh, word snack actually in ooh. any of my practices. All right, come on, let's go with it then. Right, What's so the, the most, most important? important meal of the day is the meal you have immediately following your workout, your game, your practice. That's you have to replete what you just depleted. Ooh, when that's you critical. say directly after, correct? Is there a time as limit? As fast as you can, as fast as you can do it. See, or, if I've whether it's a shake, yeah. If I've exercised, the last thing I want to do is right. sit down Come, and look at a meal. You don't have to. I can have a shake. Get a shake. But you, what you want to do is replenish, is what you're saying right. immediately get that for recovery purposes. And so this is this is just for everybody. This is just everybody. for athletes. If you, if you go to the gym once twice a week, right? Right after you go. Right after. Is, is there a standard? balance to what would be in that shake? Um, I definitely want a, a carbohydrate. A mm -hmm. sugar would be good. Everyone demonizes sugar right now. Yeah. Right? It's because they're eating Skittles all day, but <laughs> sugar post-workout is critical. Mm. Um, and then you want a high-quality protein, such as a whey or something like right, that. Whey protein. How shakes, about right. in-game nutrition? In-game nutrition is... So is, at the moment, uh, a lot of guys in Europe use these energy gels. The goose and the... Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So... I mean, that's unheard of. Why? Well, first of all, for in those terms who of don't... How many years ago since right. went... So that, for me, that's a very new development sure. in terms of gel technology into uh, a nutritious All right, supplement. so for, for those who are uninitiated, because you guys are talking about something that maybe people don't know, tell us about the goo Ooh, and how it's used. Yeah, it's just like... It, it's a sugar uh, that comes in a, a pouch or a packet yeah. uh, that's thick. It was really designed for um, triathletes and bicycle, endurance bicycle riders, so they can just... Squirt it kind of while they're mm. pedaling and not have to stop, right. if you will. But th there's a lot of research and a lot of um, money being put into in-game nutrition because mm. that's where the athlete makes his or her living. Right. Yes. So that's where the rubber meets the road. Right. So, I mean, we, we, can, we can do it in terms of the analysis with the bio data you get from all the technology that's available. And you'll, you'll, you'll quite happily work out the guy in the first quarter is a lot more effective than in the fourth quarter because his energy levels are depleted. And, and now and you're dehydrated. saying- Right. So now you're saying the coaching staff, the sports scientists behind the team have worked this out and are helping remain, that athlete remain at a right level moving from the survival to more towards optimal. Think of hunger and thirst. Okay. So if, the, if the athlete gets hungry or thirsty, it's already a problem. Right. So think of hunger and thirst like the smoke detector at your house. If the smoke detector's going off, you already have a problem. Gotcha. Right. So if you're hungry or thirsty, You've, I made a mistake. Right, because you're supposed to avoid those. I want to avoid it at all right. costs. So you said after a workout, mm. you don't feel like eating. Yeah. Uh, my expression would be to everyone, uh, I love you and I don't care. You have uh, to tough eat. love. You have to eat. 
Yeah. You have to refuel. That's you can't race a car without putting gas in the tank. Wow. That's super cool. Well, speaking of um, fueling and, 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 and that, we have a clip of where Neil talks to Terry Crews, who, of course, you know, Terry was a former NFL player. And uh, Terry is still a bodybuilder and, uh, and, and a fitness enthusiast. So let's hear what he has to say. It's one thing to lift weights, but what are you putting in your mouth? Oh, man. Super high protein. High protein. High protein diet. Mm-hmm. Uh, low carb. Mm-hmm. And... Lots of fruits and vegetables. Lots of I do lots of protein. Me, I'm I'm a big carnivore. Yeah, um, yeah. That's one of the things I know people want to go vegan. Uh, yeah, people not me. And you know they're going to get you know they'll talk about you. I, now, you I've had some delicious vegan meals mm-hmm. after a steak. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a, a delicious vegan side dish next to the most awesome chicken breast I've ever had. Uh, and not to dog them out, but they, 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 just, I ain't vegan all the time. Now, after you know? my T-bone steak, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's starting to get really like, okay, you're. I'm like, okay, anytime that finger's pointing, I'm like, come on, guys, right. just right. relax. Yeah, it becomes know? a whole other. Relax. I, I didn't, you know, I, 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 I just need the protein. Uh, two things there. One, uh, you know, a lot of people are vegans and sports. Uh, athletes or uh, lots, uh, you know, from weightlifters to NFL players to you name it. But that seems to be a bit of an old school approach to nutrition. He's like high, high protein, low carbs. But he's he's not low carb. What he meant is he's low starch. Right. Because he eats a lot of fruits and vegetables and fruits and vegetables are all carbs. carbs. All carbs. Those are carbs. Right. So he's just not having a lot of rice, pasta, potato and bread. So is... So is that is that kind of like how we've changed? We don't realize that we've uh, we really haven't changed what what is the prescription. We've changed the way we talk about the prescription to a certain extent. But he mm. is also more, you know, he acts now and he needs to have his body look a certain way. Right. So he's not eating like an athlete any longer. Okay. Whereas an athlete would have much more uh, starch requirements. Could I run a whole team on a vegan diet? Could you? you? Yeah. You could. You can. Right. It was the short and, and sweet of it. You, and you by, can. You yeah. can. And by the way, they'd probably be the meanest team ever because they'd be so mad that you're making them eat a vegan diet. They would destroy their opponents. Or just tired because yeah. they didn't eat. Now you look across that offensive line and what you see is a piece of chicken. Now go get it. <laughs> and, and they will. Yeah. Sure. So you can. I mean, I don't know if I would recommend that. Mm. Uh, no, I was just wondering with the, the way people are addressing their food intake now, and they're going more towards the vegan end of the spectrum. Some could well happen. Some yeah. are. Some are. Not 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 a lot. Yeah. Some and are. what do you think about veganism uh, as a uh, as a I'll say a routine for if you like that and you feel better that way right. and you'll continue eating that way. It, so, it, it can be great, but you can also, you can put on excess body fat eating vegan. Right. You can so it's it. not, you're going to be lean. So you got to do it the right way is basically, no matter what you do. You really do. You got to do it the right yeah, way. And you know, everybody knows how to eat. You know, I've been doing this for 24 years professionally, but everybody knows how to eat. Mm-hmm. And they come in, oh, I already know how to eat. I say, thank God, because we don't have to go over how to use a fork and knife. Right. And then they're like, I can't believe I just said I know how to eat. But the thing is, <laughs> you have to gain muscle yeah. to burn fat. Most people want to lose fat. So fat's like the bricks in the trunk of the car you're racing, yep. and the muscle is like having a bigger engine. Gotcha. So everyone wants the bigger engine and less bricks in the trunk. So what we have to do is, another expression is, you know, the plant only grows as big as the pot that it's in. Right. Yes. So I have to feed you more so you can build more muscle so you can burn more fat. 
So if you're looking to lose the 10 pounds, first of all, you don't. Mm. You want to lose body fat. You don't want to lose weight. Right. Nobody really wants to lose weight, athlete, depending on what their position may be. They have sure. to be a certain weight. But if you can stay the same weight, but lose five pounds of fat and gain five pounds of lean body mass, you look and feel golden. very gold. You're golden. So stop, stop weighing yourself. Because wow. what are you weighing? Drink a gallon of water and don't, don't go to the restroom. What happens? You gain eight pounds. You're miserable and you're going to explode. But you gain eight pounds. You're not eight pounds fatter. Right. So what are you weighing? There you go. All right. Well, everybody should feel better about that. Stop weighing yourselves, people. Get off that scale and start eating more. Yeah. All right. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just saying sounded words. Sounded sound good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, this was uh, uh, real. You got to come back. Anytime. Cool. I look forward to that. That'd be good. Yeah. Nice. Right. We are going to take our first break. Up next, we'll explore the latest advances in strength training and conditioning. Thank you, of course, to Glenn Tobias. And when we come back with Playing With Science, we'll be talking to people from the Miami Dolphins. So do not go away. Working moms have way too many to-dos. Switch to H&R Block and have an expert do your taxes for you. Block guarantees 100% accuracy and your max refund or your money back. And with their no surprise guarantee, you'll always know the price of your tax prep before you begin. You can even meet with a tax pro in a block office or online from home. So take a breath, moms. This tax season, it's better with Block. Make an appointment at hrblock.com. All tax situations are different. Not everyone gets a refund. Limitations apply. Description of benefits and details at hrblock.com slash guarantees. Whether you're a family vacation traveler, business tripper, or long weekend adventurer, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. And that's good, because there are a lot of me's. Choice Hotels has over 7,400 locations and 22 brands, including Comfort Hotels, Radisson Hotels, and Cambria Hotels. Get the best value for your money when you book with Choice Hotels. Cambria Hotels feature locally inspired hotel bars with specialty cocktails and downtown locations in the center of it all. Hey, that's me. Radisson Hotels have flexible workspaces to get the most of your business travel and on-site restaurants. That's me, too. And at Comfort Hotels, you'll enjoy free hot breakfast with fresh waffles, great pools for the entire family, and spacious rooms. Hey, that's me, too. I guess I'm just going to have to stay at all of them. Choice Hotels has a stay for any of you. Book direct at choicehotels.com, where travel comes true. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back. I'm Gary O'Reilly. And I'm Chuck Nice. And this, of course, is Playing With Science. Today, we're exploring the NFL's take on sports nutrition, conditioning, recovery, fitness, if you wish to call it that. And now, I think we'll dig into the latest advances in strength and training conditioning. Um, But before we do, I think we ought to get a little clip again from Neil deGrasse Tyson and his interview with John Urschel, the offensive lineman from the Baltimore Ravens. You're 25 now, and you're packing 300 pounds? Yeah, that's right. 
man, you guys today are out of control. <laughs> In the old days, 300 pounds looked really rotund. You know, mm-hmm. these guys, they were just, they were out there to just not, just to get in people's way, not to actually be nimble. So mm-hmm. uh, what's going on? I mean, in terms of training, what's different between today uh, and like 30 years ago? I think it's better nutrition, just better information about training. And also the game's different. Guys are bigger. I mean, I'm 310 pounds and I'm on the smaller side when it comes to offensive linemen. Wow. <laughs> okay. 310, wow. and, 310 he's and he's small. So, I'm a little guy at 310 pounds of muscle. Okay, ah. so our I'm, guest now, and welcome to them, is Dave Paluka, head strengths and conditioning coach, Miami Dolphins, and next to him, Wayne Diesel, sports performance director of uh, the, the Miami, Miami Dolphins. Dolphins. Gentlemen, congratulations to your posts, and welcome to Playing With Science. Good to be here. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, right, you heard John O'Shell there talking about how guys are getting bigger so how do you make your guys bigger without, as Neil term, termed it, making them rotund? Well, a lot of that is through nutrition. Uh-huh. Um, and so, but it's also through training as well. <laughs> uh, you know, obviously football is, is, uh, is a game where you want to be big, strong, and fast, but it's not always the answer to just make everybody bigger because you don't want to sacrifice athletic qualities. You don't want to sacrifice... Uh, their their ability to move. So it's really kind of about assessing them, seeing where each player is at, and then coming up with a plan for whether or not we want to get them big, maintain, or maybe they need to lose weight. You know, often oftentimes it's it's about improving their body composition. It's not just about adding muscle mass. What's the most frequent request you get from guys? Is it size or is it make me faster? It depends on who you're talking to. You know. Our skill, our skill position guys, receivers, DBs, sometimes they want to get bigger, but usually they're more concerned with speed. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, they wouldn't be bigger if they weren't already fast. Yeah. So, you know, our jobs at this level, it's not, you know, if we were back in high school or in college and we we're really trying to develop getting gaining size or getting faster, that's one thing. But by the time they reach us, a lot of it is keeping them healthy, making sure that they can perform at a high level every Sunday. So for some guys, that might mean putting on some lean mass in the offseason. But for a lot of guys, it just me- it might mean we need to improve their ankle mobility. We meet- need to improve their ability to-, to control their posture and their core musculature. We might be asking them to improve their shoulder mobility. So there's lots of aspects of performance. It's not simply just putting on muscle mass, although that can be uh, a goal for some guys. When people talk about fast, we need to be clear what we mean by fast. Is it fast in a marathon sense? Is it fast for a sprinter? Is it someone that can decelerate, some acceleration, some explosive power? So we need to understand what component is important for, and obviously for the position that they're playing. So we want to look at and breaking that fast, that speed component down into acceleration, deceleration, and obviously top-end speed, where a lot of the players aren't ever going to get to top-end speed but they need to be explosive so this is a really fine detail program that you work with on each and every one of your players then as requires their position and the nature of the disciplines that they have to execute every time that's correct so what we'll try and do from my sports science side of it we'll try and institute protocols where we can track their speed the explosive the accelerations decelerations then dave on the other hand 
He's responsible for implementing programs to make that successful, analyzing the results of the players, what the, how many um, explosive uh, movements that they have. Are they quick enough in that particular sport? Can they accelerate? Can they decelerate? To then make sure that we provide enough stimulus through their practice so that when they get into a game that demands X number of accelerations, decelerations, explosive movements, that they are able to cope with that demand. But for that to happen, you have to have a lot of data. Where I mean, are you using a lot of technology to accrue this bio data, or are you just using your own eyesight to look at the guys while they work? A, a bit of both, exactly yeah. right. We will have uh, tracking devices that the players wear <laughs> during practices, and that they actually do wear during games as well. So we can then interpret some of the the movement, the, the speeds, the distances covered, the acceleration, all those metrics that I discussed earlier, mm. those are available to us. And it's, again, it's like everything else. It's how you interpret it, how you put that together in order to make me feel There's a lot of information, and you've just got to be careful that you don't then become the tail that wags the dog, and then you start dictating it based on some of the metrics, because the, the obvious thing is that in certain positions, players are going to run less than in other positions, for example. Right. So you can't just using how much a player runs as whether or not they're a good player or not. They could be running around down a blind alley and be totally ineffective, where someone else understands the game a lot better, runs less, and is actually the better player. So, you know, you need a bit of both. You need the eyesight, and you obviously need the, the stats to back it up. But it should be that way around, rather than the stats trying to dictate what's going on. So let me ask you, Dave, how do you, uh, when you're designing a program for a player, and um, now, Wayne, you're observing that player, uh, when do you know you have optimized the workout where the player's not overtraining so that you don't see a decrease in performance because they did too much in the actual training? You know, training is all about applying stress at the right times, mm -hmm. you know, seeing how they adapt to that stress. And then, and then creating or adapting your program uh, as needed. So in other words, if a guy's not doing enough, we can apply more stress. If a guy's doing too much, we can back off a little bit. So that, that's, that's kind of the crux of it right there. Um, you know, as Wayne was kind of alluding to, you know, we've got, you know, in the offseason, 90 players. And in, in season, we've got 53 plus our practice squad of 10 guys. Everyone's different. So if you apply the same stress to all every 90 guys or 63 guys that's on the team, everyone's going to adapt at a different rate. Yeah. And it's some guys that might be too much, some guys that might be too little, for some guys that might be just right. So the job of the sports science department and, and the monitoring process is to kind of assess which guys are, are getting too much, too little, and who's just right, and then tweaking the application of that stress, whether it be at practice, whether it be in the weight room, uh, so that they can be ready to play on Sunday. Or, or our practice squad guys don't play, so they're ready for our hardest practice on Wednesday and Thursday. Hmm. See, and and that's, that, that's the hard part of this is where Dave's exactly right, that we're not all born the same. Uh, not everyone has exactly the same potential. They're not the same age. They don't have the same fitness. So the tough part for coaches is to customize programs, training programs, that is going to not just um, look after their very best, but also protect the ones that are maybe weaker in the physical sense. The problem with that is that a lot of programs ultimately fall down to the lowest common denominator because they don't want to injure everyone. So what we're finding is that the really elite players aren't getting stimulated or stressed enough. 
Mm. Uh, and mm. that's where we will come in. So instead of always looking about the injuries, we're looking at the performance and trying to identify our top elite players and say to them, right, because you are so much fitter and more conditioned than the guy next to you, you need to do a little bit extra at the end of practice. Ah, that's so cool. So we work out those that need additional work rather than just always trying to protect the weak and the guys that are prone to injury. All right, hold that thought for me, Wayne, just for a second. We are going to take a break and we will get our teeth deeply into that subject of injury, injury prevention and recovery when we come back with both Dave and Wayne. So uh, stick around. It's a crucial component of today's tougher and faster game and we'll explore it straight after the break. Don't go away. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. At Capella University. You'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Welcome back. I'm Gary O'Reilly. And I'm Chuck Nice. And this, of course, is Playing Playing with with Science. Science. Yes, yes, yes. And we have explored nutrition, we've explored conditioning, and we're about now to get going on the crucial part of the game. The game that kind of got forgotten for so long because we didn't quite understand. That's injury prevention and particularly the recovery. As we've already known from Glenn Tobias, our nutritionist, recovery starts immediately after the game as far as he's concerned. Now, joining us via Skype, we have Dave Paluka, head strength coach and conditioning from the Miami Dolphins and Wayne Diesel, sports performance director, again, from the Dolphins and Chaps. Let's get into that point. We touched on it briefly before the break about injury prevention and how you go about it. How about recovery, post-training, post-game? How quickly are you into your athletes as regards recovery from that kind of exercise? Um, There's a couple of schools of thought here. One is that I think um, recovery actually starts before the practice session. Whoa. Right. You need to start making sure that they're well hydrated, uh, they have everything in place, and that is is how we start. We're looking at recovery before they've even got there, that they've slept well the night before, they've done all of those things in order for them to um, exercise with less risk of of injury. So um, what we also do and what's fairly common across the world, the recovery in the early stages of the training, say in the training camps that are coming out, we do less recovery um, uh, initiatives, for example, like ice baths, um, all of those things, because we want the body to adapt. So 
often uh, players will go for an ice bath or something when they're just starting their training program. But that actually stops your body from adapting to the stress. We want the body to adapt to that, and that's how it gets better. But as the season goes on, then we'll start in introducing more and more recovery techniques for the players, like massage, like uh, cryotherapy, ice baths, um, all of the things that are available as active recovery in order for them to recover quicker for the next session. So it also depends on what stage of the season you're talking about mm-hmm. as to what recovery techniques you'll be using. So much the same as with the strength conditioning that we were discussing before the break, you really are intimate in the detail of the recovery. Now, I'm interested in the cryotherapy because it's something that is quite a little bit out there for a lot of elite athletes, but it's becoming more popular in Europe. I know it's been a little bit more embraced here in the US. So those temperatures are quite low, so you can't be putting athletes in there for any length of time. Can you expand on how you use cryotherapy? We actually utilize cryotherapy at the moment. It's one of the, um, we go to a center that's literally a five minute drive of the facility that we have. And the players can go there. And it'll take them up to three minutes, two to three minutes, a recovery session. Uh, and that is based on basically, as you said, very, very, very low temperatures. It helps to stimulate some of the responses, the hormonal responses within the body that adapts the body and helps them to recover. It helps them to sleep that evening. So, and that's a big part of our recovery, believe it or not, sleep is one of the more important recovery sleep. strategies. That we well, you know, we're hearing that more and more, how important sleep is mm. in terms of optimizing performance. And it's what the, probably the cheapest and the most effective forms of recovery. <laughs> there you go. Uh, for, for, those of us, uh, for those of us who work out in the, you know, the, in the listening audience, um, I'm, I'm going uh, to ask you, uh, Dave, what? What is the best thing that you can do in terms of lifting to get um, uh, not just more muscle mass, but what every guy wants, that cut look? This is not part of our show, by the way. This is just for you. Yeah, this is just for me. Okay, everyone in our control room right now is like, where's that question? Where was that question? Where'd that? I'm asking you, Dave, help me out, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, it's, you know, it's funny. You know, people always say, kind of, what do I do to get tone? You know, I don't want to lose weight. I just mm. want to get tone. You know, I don't I want to get gain muscle tone. But that that's what they're saying what they mean is i want my six-pack to show better well that just means you got to eat better uh it's it there's no magic bullet you know i mean there's all the infomercials you see about pills and different programs and you know all these things these dvds you can get of people jumping and doing push-ups and all all that stuff works you know of course they don't show you all the people you know that that haven't been successful with that program, right? You know that's the it's called the survivorship bias. You know they they only look at the winners. They don't pay attention to the million losers. You know uh, that's why they have that small. You know results may vary. You know <laughs> or, not, or not typical results. <laughs> so uh, right. But but, so the, there's no uh, there's no magic bullet. I mean I, I think the biggest thing is to to develop better habits. I mean, that's what it is because it's about consistency. Uh, you know, diets don't work for – the reason why diets don't work is eventually you come off of the diet. If you don't come off the diet, it's not a diet anymore. It's a lifestyle change. I, I, have, a, I have a theory on that, um, is that you've got to choose your parents better. 
You got, you got to choose your parents That's better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why, why, why did I know that was coming? Why did I know that was There you go. Coming? So that, that well, you know what? You, you bring up a really great point, and mm. you hear you hear a guy uh, say in the gym, like that guy hit the DNA lottery. You know, like it's that's he's just got great genetics. I mean, is that really the case? And do you see that when you're looking at athletes? Because, I mean, at at your level, all these guys are elite. So is it really a matter of genetics when you look at these guys? Because they're all in the point zero 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 one percent. Well, exactly right. Or else they wouldn't be here. Right. So that's what, you know, the, the sort of the. Uh, the growth in in sports science and, and monitoring is to be able to get that last bit of advantage, right? Mm. Everybody at this level is elite. So how do you get that one percent, two percent gain? And what what uh, we're charged with, right? So um, that doesn't mean that the principles of nutrition and training doesn't apply to to the general public. It it, it does. It's just that we've got the technology and and the resources to be able to monitor and track and make needed. But it's all, you know, they're still human beings, right? They still are governed by the same laws of, of, of physics and chemistry and, and science, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, it's just, just that, and, and I think, like I said, it goes back to, to habits. So, I mean, if you're talking about wanting to build muscle or get in better shape or, or lose fat, I mean, it just, it's, it's getting rid of, Find foods, drink more water, eat more vegetables, uh, get some exercise, and, and get some sleep. I mean, it's really, I hate to say it, but that's, you know, I'm sure there's maybe one or two other things in there, but it's pretty simple. It's just a matter of doing it. Right. And that starts with, with developing good habits and, uh, yeah. and keeping those habits. Agreed. Well, now I feel doomed. Thank you very much. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, don't, don't worry about that. He'll get over it. I'm joking. <laughs> what's the, what's, I have a question of a sort. What's the one thing that's really taken your part of the Dolphins football club forward in the last two years, three years, four years in terms of science? Has there been one thing that you said, now that's changed our game? GPS, I would say. Yeah, the, the tracking that we spoke about earlier. Player, tra- player tracking. Mm. Measure what the players are doing physically. A lot of what we're trying to do in terms of advising coaches uh, on practice sessions, have they done too much, have they done too little? Because on either end of that spectrum, you'll have injuries or poor performance. We, we try and look at the performance aspect rather than the injury because we believe if we – improve your performance, we're going to decrease your injury. So rather than harping on the negative injury side of it, we want to stress the performance side. And there's a better buy-in from coaches and athletes if they feel that we are charged with improving rather than this guy that's always beating them. Oh, don't train too hard. You're going to get injured. Oh, be careful. You're going to get injured. Players and coaches are sick of that message. They want performance. So now with that in mind, why don't you tell us about, uh, we know that you did some partnership with uh, Kitman Labs in Silicon Valley uh, just on that very thing about increasing performance as a means of preventing injury. So can you talk about that for a second? Certainly. It was one of several initiatives that we brought in um, at the beginning of last season where the idea was that we wanted to track various what we call internal load measurements um, Mm -hmm. in players, their range of motion, which was the Kitman. If over the course of from week to week that they were losing range in their hips, in their shoulders, in their ankles, and from that we could then 
rather than waiting for the injury to occur, we could see that this pattern, this player is getting beaten up, he's getting stiffer, he's losing range within the hip. If we allow that to continue, then the thought was that that player is going to expose himself to injury. Mm. And rather than waiting for that to actually happen, we can then get him into the weight room with Dave, do some stretches, whatever it was necessary, to make sure that we restore that range of motion within that, uh, that joint. So those are very useful tools. The challenge within the sport, as Dave mentioned, the sheer numbers is trying to get these players in and get them screened and get them tested. So, you know, those are challenges, and that's where Kitman Labs was, you know, one of the tools that we decided to go for because of the relatively easy way in which you could screen a large number of players without taking laboratory times and spending a whole afternoon trying to get through your team. Wow. That's super mm. cool stuff, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, that's good. Well, it that sounds – and listen, con continued success. Uh, you guys, uh, I, I, I know that the team did a, a lot better this year, uh, so, you know, which is fantastic. And uh, we're looking forward to uh, even greater things from you in the future. And now when I, when I watch the team on Sunday, uh, I can basically say, like, yeah, I know why that guy is doing what he's doing. He's performing well because of Wayne and Dave. So – Good luck, man. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Uh, the pleasure's ours. Thank you to Wayne Diesel and Dave Paluka there from the Miami Dolphins. Uh, that's it, Chuck. I know. For today's show, that has flown by. It's been such a fascinating, fascinating show. Really very fascinating. And, and here we do it again. Yep. I'm Gary O'Reilly. I'm Chuck Nice. And this has been Playing With Science. Uh, hope you enjoyed the show. We look forward to your company very, very soon. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.